Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez, and welcome to all you new listeners, guys. Before we get to today's exceptional guest, I did want to ask you guys if you can take 60 seconds and just kind of give us a short review, a rating. These little nuggets help us a lot as we get more and more visibility in both Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So if you enjoy what we do, we humbly ask for your support by just giving us 30 seconds Give us a review and a little rating. So thank you, guys. Now, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we don't do a lot of hip-hop here. When we do, it's because it's special, it's quality, and it has the spirit of rock and roll, the spirit of liberation, a bigger message, something that our audience deserves to hear. And guys, Raquel Jones completely encompasses all this. You may have seen her uh, because she has been part of Thievery Corporation, the electronic duos touring for a long time. So she's toured the world with them and she always steals the show. Hailing from Kingston, Jamaica, Raquel is an absolute powerhouse. She's a hip hop artist, a painter, a model, poet, you know, reggae singer. She is absolutely incredible. And she has just premiered her new music video, Sacrilege which was directed by award-winning video director Alex DiMarco, who's worked with Khaled and Wiz Khalifa, amongst others. And guys, I mean, first of all, the track just gets into your consciousness the second it hits your ear canal. It hits you with punch. It hits you with juice. It is completely catchy. It is a great, great song. And then the video, guys. Woof! Guys, you better... You're gonna need a shower after it. It's so hot. It's so wonderful. It's so powerful. In fact, it's a little controversial. And uh, Raquel's been on the news lately because she, you know, tiptoes the line of religion in it, and she has had monetization problems with YouTube. So, but it's a wonderful, wonderful video. If you're not easily offended, completely check it out. It is an unforgettable music video, and the music track is awesome. Uh, stay tuned for a lot more music coming up from Raquel Jones in the coming months. And yeah, guys, Raquel Jones, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Welcome all of you. And without further ado, Raquel Jones on the show. Look at you, Raquel Jones. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me like first introduce you to my audience, Raquel. I mean... One of the biggest things out there right now, I think, you know, a true Renaissance woman, Raquel, vibrant, intense, ruthless, professional, fashion model, painter, visual artist, simultaneously. All this at the same time. Impressive, Raquel. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. Thank you. In other words, you're making money moves. That's what I, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Trying way I to. say it. <laughs> Trying, Trying to. to. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Raquel. And of course, your latest single, Raquel, um, has been powerful, controversial, sacrilege. Uh, mm -hmm. Out, it's out now. 
video is absolutely breathtaking, directed by Alex Thank DeMarco, you. who's worked with uh, with Khaled and Wiz Khalifa and Disney. And we'll and we'll get to the video. We'll talk about it because obviously there's a lot to unwrap there. Um, but yeah, and all, and you can also hear your work with, with the uh, electronic duo Thievery Corporation, of course. Mm -hmm. So just laying the groundwork for my audience, Raquel, but thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Virtually. Absolutely. Yeah, virtually, exactly. So first, how are you, Raquel? How are you doing? Um, coping with this, um, this new norm. Yeah. I, I hate saying that word to normalize this because I absolutely do not wish this to be normal, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is life crazy right now, Raquel? I mean, you know, beginning of 2021, new year, you have a new EP coming out really soon, uh, uh, you know, and, and then this, the, the music video, the, contro the controversy behind it with Sacrilege. Mm -hmm. How crazy is everything right now? So um, actually it's an album. And um, mm -hmm. in terms of the craziness, I can only see it virtually because I'm not like, everything is in open stack and contained. <laughs> so it's not yeah. as crazy. I don't know what to, to what extent it is crazy, but um, I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of it, but I'm excited um, about all the stuff that I have um, coming out in 2021. I have the record called Ignorance yeah. and I have the um, the artwork, the exhibition to go along with the record. So the 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 record is just 50% of nice. um, the art that I'm trying to put out. The, the visual part of it, which is actually the visual art, is the other 50%. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's super exciting, Raquel. Where are you coming to us from right now? Where are you right now? I'm in LA right now. You're in LA. Okay, gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. How's things there during lockdown? Since I've been here, because I recently moved here, I literally have not gone anywhere except the grocery <laughs> store because everything is shut down. And really? I'm hearing that it's going to be this way until like mid-January. But it's pretty quiet. It's unusually quiet for LA. There is no traffic. No, and it's, it's awfully yeah. quiet. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times this year and it's just unrecognizable. Empty highways, yeah. Sunset Boulevard, all boarded up. It's weird. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's so strange. Absolutely, Raquel. Let me tell you something, because obviously, like a lot of stuff is happening in your life right now. Um, do you talk to anyone about fame, uh, Raquel, and success and all that is coming your way? Because I, I, I mean, I found talking to other people, you know, I used to never talk to other radio people or I used to think mm -hmm. it was like a competition, cookie stuff like that. I was wrong, obviously. But I mean, I mean I'm talking about fame and you're, you're, you're making it from Jamaica and people pulling you in different directions and and you learning how to say no, managing people's jealousy, all these unique issues. So I've never had a problem of saying no. <laughs> That's one problem I do not have. And in terms of the fame, I don't, I would like that word, to be honest. I mm. always said that I wanted to be um, the Banksy of music, where I just want to put the art out there and let it do, do what it do. And nobody yeah. knows who I am. So I kind of control that part of it to an extent because I'm very like introverted and I have really bad anxiety. So I don't like really? the interactive part of this. I like the art. The part that the interactive part that I love is performing and being on stage and feeling everybody's energy outside of that. Uh, I contain that. Me and my management are still sorting 
that part out. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Yeah, yeah. In terms of me being more accessible, but um, I like it quiet, and I don't pay attention to that stuff. I don't know if that answers your question, but I just like to make yeah, the art. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to I watch it. from afar off what the art do. I like to put the art in a space and see people's interaction to it without me spearheading that, without me being in front of it saying, okay, interpret it like this, do that, do that. I want to see them interact with the art and look at it um, figuratively like a fly on the wall. I like that. A true artist. I love it. I love it, Raquel. And let me, uh, you know, speaking, you're, you're from Jamaica. Let's talk about that just mm -hmm. for a second. You know, you're such, you're such a unique artistic trailblazer, like we said. When did you first realize, Raquel, you know what? I am unique. I am not going to be an accountant. I have a unique fire inside of me, and that's going to be my life's purpose. Were you, like, really mm -hmm. young? Yeah, I've always been um, drawn to the arts. I've always been doing all of it, even before I knew it was art because that's that was my um way of making sense of the world when I was a child in terms of um being cognizant of the fact that I don't blend into sitting around the desk for uh eight hours shout out to the yeah. people who do was when um I was heading into high school in Jamaica and there were the career options so I was pretty good in school so my options weren't that limited um but I just knew those weren't for me. I needed to do something that brings me a certain gratification, brings the world a certain gratification, does something nice. good. And monotony is not for me either. So um, mm. it, was a, it was a task trying to maneuver that and trying to find that little sweet spot or trying to figure it out. But I've experimented with, I've, I've been a teacher before. I've done graphic design where I just want to bash my head against the desk all day nice. because I'm just sitting there staring at a computer. And then I just was like, um, I, finally, I finally found the courage to be brave enough to be like, okay, I, this path is definitely not for me and I need to figure out what to do. So my, my challenge was, um, People try to tell me that I have to choose one of these disciplines to focus on. That was another huge challenge for me. And now I'm finally at the place now where I'm able to fuse all of them and do them together. But it was a task getting here. It started from my religious parents or my old-fashioned parents wanting me to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, those cliche yeah. um, success things um, into me choosing this and being brave enough to do it and going against the grain to do it and not being able to fail because then it will be thrown back into your face then figuring out how to do all of these things together so it was a it was a journey getting here but i'm yeah. here but you're in the arena you know raquel i think one of the things that you're you know obviously your art is is amazing what you're throwing in the world but you're throwing Thank inspiration you. for people to be brave mm -hmm. And to, you know, not necessarily follow their dreams, but fire their higher purpose and not be afraid mm -hmm. to fail and just try and go for it. And I think yeah. that's one of your that's one of your best legacies so far, you know, so kudos to that. Thank you. That's How fun. I see it is like I feel indebted to a certain extent to do something with my time here, because had it not been for people who did something about their time being here. I would not have been here. I would not have the freedom to create, the freedom to be speaking to you right now. It was because people weren't selfish and they decided that, okay, I cannot only think for myself. I have to think about my descendants, my, my, the next generation to come. 
You know what I mean? So I need to make a difference with them in mind. I need to um, trailblaze this, basically, so things can be easier. And I think um, it, it, I don't want to impose that responsibility on anybody per se, but personally, I feel like outside of me being my complete self and being my true self and um, sharing my creative expression, I feel like a part of me wants that responsibility to be like, okay, what is my contribution? for yeah. the future or how do I make a yeah. difference right now, you know? I loved it. You know, Raquel, as you were telling me that, I just visualized you in like two, <laughs> three years in like Glastonbury, sold out place to your songs, but you're, encouraging, <laughs> but you're encouraging the people to do all this stuff. Like you're like an Oprah, Tony Robbins, like you have me motivated. Like you have all Thank like you. add add that to your to your menu. That's awesome. Good for Please you. Please manifest that over my life. I like that. That's that's <laughs> what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And listen, when you headline Glastonbury, we'll be there to cover it. How about that? Man, I can't wait. I've I've Perfect. matter of fact, I'm a fan of that festival. I'm a fan of that show. Some of my favorite artists, like sometimes I'm painting, I'm watching Solange. Um Glastonbury yeah. show. It's yeah. Perfect. I can't well, wait. It's, it's going to happen. Then. It's going to happen. And uh, J-Rod concert will be there. Thank to you. Cover. I appreciate Absolutely, that. Raquel. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Sacrilege for a second because, oh my God. Mm-hmm. First of all, the song, heck of a song. Uh, leaves you completely energized. Makes a, makes a statement. Uh, and, and just before getting to the video, of, uh, like why did you decide to tackle such a touchy subject as like the first entry into your first, into the album coming up? There are a few reasons. Um, actually, Sacrilege is the first song on the, the record. You have the intro and then Sacrilege is the first um, song. There are a couple of reasons. I grew up in a religious family. I grew up in a Christian family. And there were questions that I couldn't get answered based on what I saw in the Bible. Added to that, I am, I am a product of people who that particular religion was used as a tool to enslave them and to keep them mentally enslaved and to keep them into slavery at the time. So it, to me, it, it, it's, um, it's mind boggling that nobody has ever really fully and openly addressed this before that this was something that was very much a part of slavery as all the other things we address and how do we not talk about it? Why is it so blasphemous to even talk about a tool that was used to hurt us? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's, um, so my religious upbringing, me being a product of people who this thing was used to enslave, those are my um, two main motivations. And the fact that I think honestly, religion and racism are the two worst things that have ever happened to humanity. We address the mm-hmm. racism daily, but it's taboo to mm-hmm. talk about the religion. Those are the two things that have kept us in such control and, and um, such enslavement and such oppression and, and hurt us so much. How do we not talk about it? The other part of it for me is that religion to me has done such a disservice to humanity that it can never be reversed. Like we cannot imagine mm-hmm. our life as human beings or human experiences without religion that's that's so dangerous to me that's so scary to me the only thing we can do right now is to address it you know and try to figure it out from here it can't be undone the damages that it did to us so we got to talk about it yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean this whole pandemic thing has definitely made me think like realize 
like the higher systems, how they control the masses, whether it's mm -hmm. good or bad, or you believe in it or not, or the mass, mm -hmm. or you don't believe it doesn't matter. The point being that like a select group of people can control a small, the let's emphasize thinking. the fact that that's a small group and they depend yeah. on the control because we far outnumber them. So they depend on the brainwashing of us. And I just don't right. get why we're still hell bent on this segregation and um, some being more superior to us when it's really us against this small group of people. What if we decide to unite as race, you know, um, transcend yeah. this religion and what our skin look like and what our cultural backgrounds are and decide that, okay, let's see the real enemies for who they are. That is what they do not want. That is, it's not right. us against each other. And we don't understand that that was orchestrated to be like that, to keep our focus off who the real problems are, off who the people who are controlling us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it yeah. hurts my heart so much to see all of this segregation because I'm like, that was done to us, man. That was done to us for us yeah. to be controlled. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Raquel, the thing is, you're speaking too much truth. <laughs> and that goes to my <laughs> next question, which is, you know, you're having issues with your video because first of mm -hmm. all, the video is fantastic. We're going to put the link up in the description when we put this up. Um, you know, it, it, like, like I said, it was made by a world-class, you know, filmmaker. It's an outstanding, like really A plus video, but you're Thank having you. problems monet monetizing it, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm having problems monetizing it and advertising it actually. Um, the monetizing part isn't such so bothering as the advertising. However, I expected this. Um, we're, did we're, you did we're, you really expect it? Yeah, I did, because I hmm. know I'm aware of what it what it is. You know what I mean? We're yeah. we're fooled into believing that there's actual freedom of speech. There isn't. Hmm. We're allowed to speak freely to an extent mm -hmm. when it's not a threat to us yeah. being controlled. When it's not a threat to expose who the real enemies are. When yeah. it's not a threat to a system that is meant to harm us and to divide us. So I expected it. I'm not surprised about it. We just, people just need to understand that, you know, we're living in an age where you can't muzzle us. Like you can't control us. Like we'll get it out there. People will hear it. So you control one aspect of it. See the monster that they create actually becomes their karma, a tool to use against them, which is technology. So you think you can control this there are 10 million ways to get it out there you know what i mean yeah. but i expected it though um we have so much um openness nowadays in terms of art and artistic output but a video like mine is such a threat and it's such a problem that okay i don't even want to call names but these people won't allow it to be advertised and it, it can't be posted on this um platform for people to see why is that because it addresses right. one of the biggest things that is used to control us, and that's religion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And everything we're talking about, ah, really deep stuff, Raquel. We <laughs> love it. We love it. No, no, no. I, I, I could talk to you about this for hours. Forget it. Like, you, you can get me started. We'll be here all night. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about touring, Raquel, because, I mean, we talked uh -huh. about Glastonbury in two years, how it's going to be, but, like, I just picture your, your shows being so energetic. I know you said you're an introvert, but some of the greatest rock stars and some of the greatest rappers... I come alive on stage, best believe. Yeah, I come hell, alive. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking. It, it looks like 
it, it looks like, you know, from what I talk about with people, touring is, is probably going to finally come back maybe summer, mm-hmm. late summer. That's what it's looking like right now. So soon. And, and it's refreshing. All year I've been chatting with people, uh, Raquel, that, um, whose albums were dead. And I feel the touring, with the touring aspect. And with you, I feel like finally there's some good news, I, I think, that it's finally mm-hmm. coming out and it's going to have a chance to tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you envision the touring for your album, Raquel? Like, what are you looking forward to doing in stage? Mm-hmm. So um, I've been privileged enough to have um, experienced touring at a very high level for the past four years, working with Fever Corporations. That right. I'm, I'm You've been all so over the world. Grateful. Yeah, I'm so yeah. grateful for that experience. But in terms of my shows, personally, <laughs> um, what I envision for myself because I'm such a visual person, because I'm equally a visual artist, like I'm a recording artist, I envision a full-on production, yeah. a full-on production that appeals to you um, musically and visually, but most importantly, oh God, having that platform to speak yeah. freely in a space where I connect with people, where yeah. artists get to do what... Uh, religion has failed to do what politics has failed to do which has which is to reach people that's why artists are so censored because the 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 way we're able to connect with people they're failed in that way i mean we stand in a stadium with thirty thousand people you know and we have them there in full utopia together as one for for two hours Mm -hmm. for two hours and it's the best feeling you know what i mean two three hours however long it's the best feeling in the world, but what's most important is that you have that gift to connect and to reach people. What I'm looking forward to most of all is that platform to connect and to reach people and to get what I need to say out there, to get what they need to say out there, for us to connect, for us to, to um, figure this thing out together. Um, and I'm just blessed to have the, the gift of art to do that. So I'm ex- excited about the shows to just reach people. Yeah. You know, Raquel, what I'm about to tell you, I, I, I talk to all sorts of people here, rock and roll hall of famers, up and comers, legends. And I don't say this ever. I don't think I've ever said this. I think you have a higher purpose. I think as an artist, you are like on another level. And I think I, I actually feel very sure about really high places you're going because talking to you, I feel like you have something to that the world needs to hear. Uh, yeah. and, and, and and like just really excited to, to see you take that journey. Thank anyway. you. I'm honored. No, no, no. Of course. Of course. Um, Yeah. Tell us a little bit, you know, you've been so generous with your time, Raquel. Tell us a little bit about your album. When is it coming out? You know, what's, you know, tell us a little bit about it. What's the sound like? Uh, You know, you Mm -hmm. mentioned an artistic piece that goes along with it. How are you going to give that to the world as well? Give us some scoop. So um, the album is called Ignorant. Um, I-G-N-O in lowercase, rant in all caps. So ignorant um, is about addressing the ignorance. Um, The fact that we're all ignorant about something, you know, um, it's a rant about ignorance, basically. So essentially the album is about addressing stereotypes, you know, talking about them in a raw, blatant, pure, honest way to get certain conversations yeah. going. Um, sonically yeah. now, it's so scary to me because it's 
sounds like nothing I've ever heard. Pro probably Sacrilege is the most normal structured sounding song on the record. So mm -hmm. I went into the okay. studio with these um, really cool young producers, the Smile Guys, and they're all just so young and just so, so, so talented and just excited to make music. And I stepped yes. in there and I'm like, listen, you see all the structure and everything you think you know, let's throw that out the window. We're going to do however we feel it purely and honestly as how we feel the inspiration. So if it means that I'm going to rap for uh, eight bars right here and then the rest is instrumental, that's okay. If it means that we're just going to go crazy with the 808s and the drums and the bass for this and then at the end it's just beautiful, like a beautiful ballad, that's okay. We're going to do, we're going to be obedient to the art and do it however we feel it. And then um, we made a record and it's beautiful. Like everybody who we've made hear it so far has got a big reaction to it. And that makes me nervous because we can't compare it to anything because it sonically sounds so different. Um, I just know that I had a lot to say and I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. You know what I mean? I wanted to say like how I felt it. It's it's emotional, yeah. it's intense, um, and it's very creative and it's artistic. We approached it. I I particularly approach it as I would approach my visual art, where with that same concept where here's a blank canvas. I don't care about anything else. I need to pour everything I have out on it. You know what I mean? And I need to paint these pictures and I need to be true to my emotions and everybody who sees it or hears it need to feel it in terms of the visual aspect art um part of it that is supposed to go with the record now um so i see things like i hear them and vice versa so me getting the the, the thing out sonically is just half the work for me i'm still haunted by all these images and everything else in my head i went to art school so i'm a trained artist so yeah. um i needed to it felt incomplete so I started making these huge paintings to go with each um, song on the record. And um, I'm very excited about it. So what I want to do, I don't know if it has ever done been done before, but what I want to do is to launch my record in this huge exhibit space with all my nice. art hanging on the wall where people nice. get to experience the full scope of what I'm feeling and what goes on in my head, yeah. where you're seeing all these images on the wall and you're hearing all of this and it's a full blown experience. Oh yeah. The Raquel Jones experience. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Big line out the door in LA, several cities, Miami. I see the whole thing. New York, <laughs> Nashville. I see, I see it, Raquel. Oh my God. Well, listen, so exciting. This is just the Thank beginning you. for you because you. after this pandemic, the world is hungry for truth. You have something to I say. You, you have the art. Listen, I hope you, I hope you get to your rest now. Get some rest because once we get back to normal, there's going to be no stopping you, Raquel Jones. I hope so. Thank you so much. Um, I think um, with this pandemic, what it has taught us is, is that there's a lot happening and there's a lot of answers we want. And there are a lot yeah. of things we're fed up with. And I think it made us see who the real enemies are and the yes. change that we want to make. And I think people are yeah. hungry for change. People are hungry for a revolution. People are hungry for a fresh slate and, and a new start. And um, that's beautiful because every time in, in, in this world where um, we were ever at a pivotal moment where things change, it, it came as a result of things like these, where 
horrible, horrible seeming things had to happen first. And then it brought about that change where everybody's like, okay, we've had this, we've had enough and it's time for something new. So I think we're on the verge of a new birth and I'm very excited about that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Raquel, you've said it all. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining the show, Raquel. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And take care and, uh, you know, Glastonbury. See you soon. I can't wait. Speak it into being. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.